you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, and this is your Game 4 Celtics Heat Best Bets episode. As the Boston Celtics down 3-0 on the road, trying to avoid the sweep, and the Miami Heat trying and make their second finals in four seasons. Absolutely incredible run by this Heat team. As an eight seed, unbelievable performance. We'll talk about it. We'll break down the best bets. We'll give you all sorts of information that you need. Everything we talk about can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. The best way for you to track your picks, you get up second information where the bets and money are coming in on. You can check out our Green Dot Daily, our daily show, giving you your betting agenda. You can check out all the great podcasts on all the other sports. Can we transition into baseball? We want to start to listen to our baseball podcast. All sorts of awesome stuff. Check that out in the Action Network app. Hey, sorry to interrupt. This is Matt Mitchell, the audio director here at Action. Just wanted to thank all of our listeners for the many, many reviews we've received in the last couple weeks. And I actually wanted to join today because of one review we just received from listener Poppy Muy Grande, who was very disappointed about the inclusion of the new WNBA episodes. He asked that we not, quote, change the spirit of the show just because another league may or may not struggle with attendance. Now, listeners, I love and appreciate every review and every listener. And my job at Action is to use our podcasts to serve gamblers because that's who I am and that's who I care about. That is the spirit of this show. I don't give one shit if the WNBA struggles with attendance. A weekly WNBA episode wasn't added for the sake of inclusion. It was added because the experts you guys love on this show, guys like Matt Moore and AC and Jay Money and Jim Turvey and Brandon Anderson, like betting the WNBA and encouraged me to introduce WNBA episodes. And because I personally made a lot of money as a gambler, tailing Action Network WNBA picks, which kind of haven't appeared in any podcasts before this. And maybe most importantly, 
We did this because the WNBA season runs during the summer when we won't have full NBA slates to bet on and these guys start chomping at the bit. So again, to you, reviewer Poppy, muy grande. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your feedback. I'll just add that based on your feedback, it seems like you really like buckets. So I'd have preferred your feedback without kicking us in the genitals with a one-star review, but that's okay. The important thing is you left a review and that you're a listener. So my sincere congratulations. You're the first of many, many winners of this review contest. Just email me at podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. Thank you for listening and everybody enjoy the show. Joining me to give best bets for Celtics Heat Game 4, we got Albert Wynn, the analytics capper, back with us. Glad to see AC back in the house, as well as Brandon Anderson, NBA Futures Analyst, who I podcasted with now. I think this is like our 1,000th episode or something, Brandon. It's just been, <laughs> we've done a lot of podcasts together. We just did one last night. Uh, it's not actually our 1,000th. It's like, I don't know. We're in the hundreds. Um, so uh, Game 4 between the Celtics and Heat, the books have finally relented. They have finally made the Miami Heat a favorite. It only took them absolutely pantsing the Boston Celtics in game four. Uh, the Heat opened one and a half. This popped up to three I saw in the market on uh, Sunday night. I saw three in the market. It's back down to one and a half. And honestly, and it's a, it's a soft one and a half too. Uh, at FanDuel, I bet it. It's minus 108, minus one and a half. So I probably could have waited and grabbed a one, but I don't mind it because I don't know if you know this Brandon but when a team wins in the NBA playoffs they tend to cover as a favorite uh up to 80% of the time according to Matt Mitchell stat this season going back the last 3 seasons we'll go around the table we'll give our best bets for this episode for this game uh Brandon's got a series prop we'll do at the end we're going to talk about the uh side up front and we got some tasty props in the middle so nice little sandwich for you on <laughs> best bets episode we'll go around the table and start with Brandon Anderson Brandon what are your best bets for game four. Well, guys, I wanted to just give out the Jalen Brown over two and a half turnovers and call it a day. Just give as much effort on this podcast as the Boston Celtics are in the series. But I am not coached by Joe Mozzarella, so I will play that one. But I've got more bets for you. Marcus Smart over nine and a half rebounds and assists. And I'm going to go a similar bet that you had, Matt, on the game playing tonight and Monday as we record. I'm going to take an either team by 24 or more. So it's Boston 22 to one Miami, 18 to one on alternate lines. Again, an implied 942 on that. And then last one, because I got to have four bets, got to have a little fun under two and a half game sevens in the playoffs at minus 120. All right, Albert, when what's your best bet for game four? Yeah, it's a, a series for all intents and purposes is over, right? 3-0. I actually lean Boston in game four. I think I'm opposite with you there, Matt, but I'm going to go with a player prop here. I'm going to go with Tatum over 30 and a half points. Uh, I'll get to my reasons why, but uh, in a non-blowout situation, he's had 30 points in both one and two. Obviously, game three was a different game. Uh, I'm going to keep it simple. Miami Heat, minus one and a half. That's it. Miami Heat, one, minus one. No complicated <laughs> stuff. No big prop angles. The Heat are going to win the game and sweep the Celtics. Like, let's just keep it simple. And Albert and I can debate that uh, in a minute. Let's go ahead and do that. So uh, here's the number that I pulled last night, which I think is very important. Uh, road teams down 0-3 and lost by 20 or more in game three are 2-12 and 12 straight up in game four since 2003. Mm. Spoiler alert, 
when you get housed by 20, you know the jig is up. Now, if we break this into further rounds, the trend gets obviously more noisy because of a smaller sample, but it also gets less strong. And that makes sense because like you're going to see tougher teams, right, in those kind of spots. I can't get over what I saw from Boston. Um, there were signs of the Milwaukee Bucks all year that there were problems. We talked about, like I wrote about it in January, right? And it's one of the reasons I wasn't really ever strong on Milwaukee after. Like even when they got good and were the one seed, like I was talking about betting the Celtics team. There were some signs with this Boston Celtics team and I ignored them. So I ignored some of the conversation about Jalen Brown, his unhappiness in Boston. Uh, I ignored that the defense, even though it statistically improved over the back half of the season, always seemed a little suspect. I ignored their over-reliance on three-pointers as a means to victory. And guess what? If you're hitting threes at an absurd 40% clip or more consistently in all these games that you're winning, guess what you're also doing? You're also playing better defense because the opponent's not getting transition or mid-transition looks. High correlation there. I ignored that the Boston Celtics went to six games with the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm like, well, look, it's the Celtics are going to screw around. It's fine. I ignored that they went seven with the Sixers, which was one more than I thought they would go. Because I was like, well, okay, Embiid was out the first game. You know, they lost one game to them and they screwed, they screwed around twice and they lost one game to the Sixers. It makes sense they went seven. I ignored all that. Team's broken. Like, they're broken. Broken. And, like, can they come back in this series if the Heat stop shooting the lights out? Sure. Absolutely. Entirely possible. But I think that you have to believe that you can do it. And I, there's... At this point, the weight of 3-0 is in itself a factor in these games that you know you're like, even if we win this game, we got to win game five. And even if we win that one, we got to come back down here and we got to win game six. And then we got to go back home and we got to win game seven. And when a team has just kicked your ass the way that the Celtics have in these three games, I think it's very difficult. I do not see a team together. I do not see a team connected. I see no reason to think that the Heat actually are going to regress to the mean. And honestly, that's a reason to bet, start betting the, the Heat to win the, the NBA Finals. They're just going to shoot like this the rest of the way, which I'm not going to say that they're not. I don't know. I can't, I can't predict shooting variants. Uh, but I will go ahead and I'll lay the one and a half of the Heat based off of that historical trend and based off of the fact that all of the things that would require a game four performance are things that the, the Celtics have simply not shown me at any point in the series, if you say like they just came back from three, two versus the Sixers. Yeah. Congrats on beating doc and beating Harden. Now you got to do it versus Jimmy on the road. Good luck to you. Heat minus one and a half. Uh, Brandon, give me the cap on 24 plus. <laughs> it's a similar cap to what you gave out uh, for the other game, Matt, for game four of the other series, which is, I just think, I don't know what happens in this game. I don't know if Boston shows up or not. I don't know if Boston shows up or not for any game ever anymore, I guess. I know Miami shows up, but either way, both these teams shoot a billion threes and Boston hasn't made any of them yet. They're under 35% all three games. They're going to look really bad when that happens. We know this. They're 0-5 now in the playoffs when that happens. What if it doesn't happen? What if Boston makes 45% of their threes or 50% like Miami has done, 50% in two of the three I am basically betting on shot variants going wildly in one direction, which it has often when these teams played, and betting on one team to let go of the rope. If I had to be honest, probably Boston. Probably I would pick Boston to let go of the rope. If I had to pick one of them, we just watched it happen. But I'm not going to pick. I'll just play both. Why 24 plus? Well, it's a great question. Glad you asked. It's the highest number I can get on a fan duel. I just want the highest number and the highest odds. That's it. 
Boston has had three games with 24-point margin already in the playoffs. Obviously, they just did that in game three. Miami has three of 19 or more. I know Miami games tend to be a little closer, but uh, 24 plus is just me betting on one team hits a barrage of threes. And either Miami's like, all right, whatever. You made some shots. That's cute. That's cute. Thanks for trying. We'll get you next game. Or it goes the other way like we just saw. That's it. I just, I want no part of either side. I don't know what's going to happen. I just think that I won't be paying too much attention to this game by the second half, except I will now. Because what better way to end this terrible Eastern Conference Finals than sweating out a garbage time 24-point cover for an 18-to-1 or 22-to-1 hit? Let's do it. Uh, Out of the 52 games where a team has been down uh, 3-0 after losing by game three by 20 or more, that's home and road, uh, four of those games have ended in a margin of 24 or less so the numbers are not great there however i'm going to look this up right now if we're just talking about teams down 03 in the series how many times has that game has game four been a margin of 23 of 24 or more uh 37 times much greater out of a much larger sample so uh in that game four by the way, real quick, if you want the numbers here, you're playing at FanDuel. So I took the highest line I can get both sides on. It's an implied plus 942 getting both. If you like the idea, but I want to get quite aggressive, 20 plus either way, you get a plus 517 on that. 15 or more win either way is a plus 268. I don't know. I, I could have done the math on does it end up in 15 to 23. I didn't I didn't run that math. I just ran the give me the high hit, and I'm pr- probably playing like a quarter unit on both. But Pick a number you like, go for broke. Okay. AC, let's talk about this. Why do you like Boston in the spot? Yeah, so I, you guys know I don't really look into trends at all. They, they are great in terms of finding patterns and, and helping confirm certain things. But um, there are two big thresholds that that meet my eye when it comes to not, not really backing Boston, but fading Miami. One, I don't like short home favorites ever in any sport. That's one rule that I just don't bet at all. And then the other thing is coming off a blowout, I like the team that gets blown out in general uh, to, to, to cover the spread. That's more of an NFL principle, but I've, I've been implementing that into basketball as well. It's been pretty good. Again, I'm, I'm most likely not going to be on the side. I'm just going to be on the Tatum prop if you want me to get into that now. You still don't like Boston enough to bet them here? Just because, I mean, one, you're not getting a very good number, right? So Correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. I mean, I I wouldn't I would not do Miami. So it's it's one of those things where it's Boston or nothing, and in this case, it's nothing. Sure. Okay. Hit me with the uh, prop that you like for this game. Yeah. So Jason Tatum, he's getting you know killed in the media right now. He's had a terrible fourth quarter in the series. Um, but if you look at his his games from a from a global perspective, game one he had thirty and seven, only seventeen shots. That's pretty good efficiency. That's fifty three percent. Nine of seventeen from the field. Game two. Obviously, they lost uh, by six points, but he had 34 in that game. He only took 20 shots, and again, pretty good efficiency. He's terrible right now from the three-point line. He's chucking uh, three-point shots, and I think he's settling. He's seeing Jimmy in front of him, and he knows he can't take Jimmy to the hole, so he's just settling for the three-point shot. But I think from a volume perspective tonight, most likely um, their last game or maybe their second-to-last game of the season – you're going to look at two guys, right? J- Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I think Tatum is the more talented. 
he's going to be the number one option on the majority of these possessions. So I like Tatum to get that 30 point number The the actual line is 30 and a half. I do like the over there just because of opportunities. I, I can't really identify much of like what Miami's doing to disrupt him. He's just not playing well. Like I, I don't, there's not like a lot here that I think like, wow, they really, you know, put the clamps on, on Tatum. They just, him and Jalen Brown can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. They just look. Yeah. Again, Did, look, do you think Tatum's not playing well or not shooting well? Yeah, that that is a nice distinction. I mean, I, I would caveat by saying the first two games, even though he had 30, he had both of those 30-point games in basically three quarters. Uh, the fourth quarters, he, were, he was non-existent in both one, two, and three. He didn't play in three at all. Um, so I think from a point perspective, he's getting there. He's rebounding the ball really well. I think he's averaging 10 or 10 and a half rebounds per game in these three games, which is actually pretty impressive if you consider the fact that he's not playing in the fourth quarter that much. As far as playing well, we know he's not a great playmaker, so he's not going to elevate his teammates. You guys can uh, debate me on that. I think he's more of a pure scorer. And if, if his three-point shooting is off and it's been off these first three games, he's just not as effective. Um, so, yeah, he's he's shooting poorly, but I guess he's playing average. He's not playing all NBA caliber. I don't think he's a high-level playmaker. I think he's good i think he's above average and i think that he's been bad in that area in the series i think he's like there's an impact factor that he just hasn't had he's just been kind of out there getting like getting empty points like like there's a lot of players that are putting up big 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 scoring totals that aren't very impactful so like i think that that's that's something to kind of consider i would not say that i would not say that they tatum has played well but they also can be reductive where it's like why well well they lost right like if if they win like oh man what a game from tatum so you can kind of view it. I just, I will say that like, I've seen great Tatum games where I feel like he's impacting the defense at all three levels. That's my favorite thing about Tatum is he can hit you with all three levels of scoring. And it doesn't feel like that. And a lot of that honestly has to do with the coaching um, in this series. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here. So let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the action podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, 
Access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Brandon, 30 seconds, vase hands. Go little vase hand, take the over on turnovers, just keep playing it all the way. I, I want to use this as a commentary on, so the juice is minus 145 here. And a lot of times... I play almost no bets that are minus 145, right? But props are a little different. That is literally saying 59% implied to hit this prop. We have the numbers. He's hit this 11 out of 16 games, 69%. Nice. So 69% hit, 59% implied. Don't let juice scare you away. Base hands turns it over. He's done this time and time again. Play base hand. Marcus Smart, rebounds and assists, 9.5 over on that one. This is one I talked about in my game three card. A thing that I've noticed about Marcus Smart, you guys probably have seen this as well, when the Celtics have their backs against the wall, when they are trailing in a series and they need somebody to show up, Smart is like the one dude on that team I know is showing up that night. I know for better and often for worse, I know Marcus Smart is going to try that night. I know he's going to bring it. And I don't know if either Jay wants to be in this game or wants to extend the series, but I know Marcus Smart is going to try. So this is a Marcus Smart tries stat I got rid of the points. I had points in there last time. He's just not shooting the ball that much this year. He's not taking many attempts. So I just got rid of that. He did hit the PRA over, but it was mostly because he had nine rebounds, eight assists. Here's the numbers. Last two playoffs. So last year and this year, facing elimination. Sorry, not facing elimination. When Boston trails in a series, there's eight games. He's at 5.9 rebounds versus 4.1 in all the other playoff games. And he's at seven assists versus five and a half in all the other games. We're just getting more Marcus Smart here. Nine and a half is too low. His rebound plus assist is 12.9 when Boston is trailing the series. So just playing, running it back, something that we did in game three. Are you worried at all you're not going to get the minutes necessary to get here? I don't think so because I feel like Marcus, that's another thing is his minutes go up pretty high. It, so if it's heat 24 plus, he may not play in that fourth quarter. If it's heat 24 plus, then I already hit an 1800. So I don't really care about Marcus Smart losing one. I mean, like, look, that's a joke, but it's not really a joke. Like when when you're building a card, you kind of are saying like, well, you can't hit everything here. But if you you hit one end of a long thing, then maybe you lose this one, but it evens out. So yeah, I want to double click on Brandon's point. So I fully agree with him in terms of building a card. That's how that's how you should handicap each day, uh, to be honest. But on the Marcus Smart front, don't you guys see that? He's just going to be like, F you guys, Joe, Joe, Joe Missoula, F you, Joe. Um, this is potentially our last game together as a core. I'm going to go down with my boys. So that's going to be the Jays, probably Horford. So I see Smart playing and, and ending the game, winner, whether it's a blowout or not. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I see the fourth quarter white flag even yeah. in whatever. Like. I think Joe I, I might think be sitting be down, there. but the Celtics players are still going to be in there. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be embarrassing. Um, yeah, I'll probably tell him this. This is a good cap. I like the numbers on him in elimination games. It's a very, that's a, that's a very strong. Um, it's it's uh, trailing the series. I misspoke. Not elimination games. This one yeah. is, but it's, it's when Boston is down in the series. Okay. 
All right. So, Brandon, you got one more for us. Under two and a half game sevens in the playoffs. Hit me. Yeah. So, you know me, I'm just scrolling through apps, looking for what lines we got out there. So, under two and a half game sevens. Basically, what that means is no more game sevens, right? We have two so far. We had Warriors Kings. We had Celtic Sixers. So, this is a bet on no more game sevens at minus 120. So, here's the math for you. I don't think we're getting a game seven this round. I don't think many of us think we are. My numbers say 11% chance that the Celtics series gets to game seven, 8% that the Lakers game gets there. So the math is 81% that neither one goes game seven. Okay. So we're at minus 120 to go under two and a half game sevens. That means basically I need a 67% chance or better of no game seven in the finals. That's the bet that I'm making here. And that's a bet that I'm happy to make. I don't think that we're going to go game seven in the finals. We're obviously looking at Nuggets heat. Spoiler alert. I will like the Nuggets in that series and not in seven games. Finals don't go seven games. We've had two since 2010. We've had four since 1994. That was the uh, OJ Simpson interruption finals. That's four in the last three decades. We don't get a lot of game sevens in the finals. We get teams that are tired and one team that shows it's better. I just think it's a good bet to say no more game sevens. I don't think any of us think we're getting one this round. And I don't think this final shapes up like a game seven situation either. So you want to bet that one as you're listening, hopefully today on Monday, you want to bet that one right away, because obviously if by the time you listen, one of the other series is over, this number will have moved a little bit. So I like the under two and a half game sevens. All right. So to recap, Brandon likes under two and a half game sevens in the playoffs, minus 120. Uh, either team to win by win game four by 24 plus Boston plus 2200 Miami plus 1800. That's an implied plus 942. Uh, Marcus Smart over nine and a half rebounds, assists minus 121. Jalen Brown over two and a half turnovers for base hands minus 145. Uh, AC's got Tatum over 30 and a half points. He's got to lean towards the Boston Celtics because he hates trends. I've got the Miami Heat because I like trends and I think that the teams tend to follow patterns. And I think that's because of the psychological impact of how these series go. So I'll take the heat minus one and a half. You can catch all these picks in the Action Network app. But thanks to David Payne, our producer. Make sure to keep it here. Uh, regardless of outcome of game four, as we're recording this on Monday afternoon between Lakers and Nuggets, we will have an episode tomorrow, uh, either looking ahead from a Denver perspective or looking forward to a game five between the Nuggets and the Lakers. We'll check you out then. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys again next time. Until then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.